0: You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal, it's toxic.
1: Welcome back everybody, this is Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People, and I'm so thankful to be here. I'm super excited about this episode. Um, it's kind of impromptu, and so there may be some stuttering around on it, but I am excited about it nonetheless. First thing is a couple of announcements. If you have not been to the website and taken the Is It Toxic quiz, I recommend you do that. Why? Um in my situation, when I was involved in toxic relationships, I really feel felt like i didn't I didn't understand what it was what it was. I knew something was wrong, I felt like something was weird. I felt like things should be different, but I never could really put my finger on it so now, if you go to my website, there's two different quizzes you can take there's the "Is it toxic quiz," which is just a baseline and the thing with the toxic quiz is it doesn't have to do. Actually, none of the quizzes have to do anything with intimate relationships because as you know toxic relationships are in friendships they're in workplaces they're in families they're in social circles they're in intimate relationships so when you take the quiz it can be any relationship in your life that you feel is not healthy for you because honestly A toxic person is a toxic person and we deal with them the same way. Usually intimate relationships are a little bit more difficult to leave or difficult to change the dynamic of, but regardless we are allowed to choose who is in our life and at what level. So if you've been questioning one of the relationships in your life, go ahead and jump over to Coaching with Dr. Heidi and it's on the first page. It's the Is It Toxic quiz. That's going to give you a result that just may get you thinking a little bit deeper about the situation you're in and then for those of you who have already taken it you know what the TPA is the toxicity profile analysis is a a bit more lengthy quiz and it goes over many 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 of the character traits of the toxic person and it's much more inclusive and you will get a result for that one too the difference with that one and the first one I get the results that you put in when you take the toxicity profile analysis. And the results I get are different than the results you get. And the reason that is, is if you should decide to do a consultation with me or book a private session or want to coach or attend one of the events that I have, I have kind of a window in to see what type of person you're dealing with before you ever tell me anything. Each one of the questions in the toxicity profile analysis correlates to one of the character traits that I teach in my programs. So when they come, when the results come in to me, I can see if it's mild, moderate, severe, if we've got somebody who might be potentially dangerous, if you want to change the dynamic. And I pretty much know without you having to go through an emotionally exhausting story, which helps you out because I already know. And so um, the toxicity profile analysis, again, it's lengthy, but that's the reason it's lengthy. It gives you a lot of insight to stuff that you may not even realize might be something that you should question. Uh, The last announcement is, as you know, the third annual national It's Not Normal It's Toxic conference is coming up in St. Louis, the 27th, 28th and 29th of March. Um, I don't want you to feel like, oh, I could never go to that. Uh, I make a lot of different options available. I understand that some of you can't get away. I understand that some of you can't explain expenses on you know financial statements. So if you can't make it for the whole conference, there is an option to just attend on Saturday. And the way we have the schedule set up, most of the educational information is going to be on Saturday. Uh, we have great stuff coming in on Sunday also. But for those of you who are unable to get away but want to attend, there is an option to just purchase a one-day ticket, and I encourage that. I encourage you to get there any way you can. Now, why would you want to be at the conference? Um, I do a lot of education at the conference. If you're wondering where you are, why they're doing what they're doing, how you're supposed to respond to it, and what they're actually after, you're going to get those answers at the conference. And if I could tell you the difference in people's lives that attended the conference last year and where they were when they attended the conference and where they are now, it's amazing. The growth is amazing because once there is education and once you understand it, you're not going to put up with the things that you've been putting up with very much longer. So if you're searching for your freedom and you need some education and some understanding on why you are in that situation, the National Conference is 100% the event for you and if you are in the strength within group there is a lot of people who have attended the conferences in the past in that group so go ahead and ask them what they think what they thought of the conference and the content and what value they got out of it um, that you can register for on coachingwithdrheidi.com as well and uh, let's see I think that's probably all of the announcements tada now I'm already out of breath okay right oh right now the early bird pricing is still on we have a limited amount of tickets due to the capacity of the room that we have booked for the conference so there's an early bird pricing on the tickets right now and i am not sure when that's going to go off but if you've been thinking about the conference and even if you don't have the details worked out on how to get here or or, you know the specifics and you're thinking it would be worth it to go ahead and purchase your ticket Because the closer we get to the limit, the early bird prices will come off of the ticket price. Um, There is lodging there, and there is a group rate on the hotel room. So all of that information can be found on the website. Okay, Valentine's Day. The topic of conversation this morning. I know, I know, it's the 16th. But who wants to talk about Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day? I purposely waited two days because I know that a lot of you listening, Valentine's Day is just really not that great a day. You know, either it's overblown so they look good or it is ignored and made you feel bad. Okay, so I purposely did not do a Friday podcast because it was Valentine's Day and I don't want to make anybody feel any worse than they're already feeling on Valentine's Day. In my opinion. As is my opinion with any holiday, when you're in a situation that may be toxic and people need attention and they want to take the attention off of you on your special days, remember Valentine's Day is just a day. Christmas is just a day. Your birthday's a little bit different, but it's just a day. You can celebrate it later with people who care. So um, I, I am sorry for anybody whose Valentine's Day made them sad or whose Valentine's Day made them feel unwanted or unloved. They do that for a reason. So just know it's not that you're unloved. There are people out there that love you. I'm certain of it. So why do I want to talk about Valentine's Day? Well, you guys have heard me talk about my dad occasionally on the podcast. And he does listen to the podcast, by the way. Hi, Dad. Um, He sends me a Bible verse every Monday morning. My dad is a prison chaplain. Love the man to death. Respect his opinion on every situation in my life. And this week, of course, Valentine's Day week, he sent me 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter. Okay, we've heard all about it. We all know what it says, but have you really ever, ever paid attention to it? So I want to base this podcast off of some of the facts that are in that. And I know, um, no offense if some of you aren't as spiritual as others, but the words in this particular passage should hit you like a freight train okay so before we talk about what love is i want to talk a little bit about what love isn't and this is a very tough subject because we cannot tell somebody else who they're allowed to love we cannot make somebody else fall in love with us right so are we in love? Is this love? What is love? That is a question that only you can answer. So when I finish this podcast, I want you to make sure I'm just giving you a guide. Your brains are fuzzy because of the lying and because of the cheating and because of the manipulations. The concept of love is very fuzzy in a lot of people's lives. And again, whether it's a Valentine's Day for an intimate relationship or whether it's family or friends or whatever. It's still who do you love and why do you love them and who loves you and how do you know. So I think the only reason I have the ability to do this particular podcast is because I can tell you I know the difference. I know what it feels like to be in love and to be loved. And I know what it feels like to not be in love and not be loved. And I know what it feels like to think that you're in love because somebody's telling you that they love you and that you should be in love with them and your heart doesn't match that verbiage. So I know what it's like for all of this. I'm not saying I can pick anybody for anybody else. That is your decision. But I want to make a little clarification on What is love and what's not? Because I know for certain that if you are sitting in a toxic environment, your vision of what love is, is warped because we're letting somebody else dictate what love means to us. And that's a job that you should have. Things like, if you loved me, you wouldn't need your family. Or if you loved me, you wouldn't hang out with your friends. Or you'd quit your job and stay at home. Things like that, that's not love. Okay, so because I have seen what it is and what it's not, I'm just going to go through um, a, few, a few different things, and this is just to make you start thinking. If you think you're in love, if you're questioning whether you're in love, or if you're sure you're in love, this is a good way to double check. And again, I'm not here to tell you who to love, and I'm not here to tell you who is a good person and who is a bad person. I'm just giving you some reference points on how to receive love, and what love looks like. The other thing I think you need to remember is not everything in a relationship, even if it's toxic, is bad. You know, some of the relationships that weren't that healthy for me, I can still think of funny things that happened. I can still think of times that weren't bad. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the whole relationship is centered around love. And that's really what it should be. Because the people in our life and the people that we allow in our lives should be the ones that support us and should be the ones that love us and should be the ones that accept our love and accept us for who we are just the way we are. So I don't know if I've done one of these type of podcasts for a while. I don't think I have maybe done one since last fall, but I am going to go through some of the images that I can pull up on Google that are related to it is not love If. And I'm going to expand on them if something pops in my head. But here's the first one. Something I just recently learned was that chaste love is not love. If you have to run after it, talk it into staying, remind it of your value, fight alone for both of you, use ultimatums, or test it, it is not love. It is not love. It's not happiness. It's not fair. It's not healthy. The only thing it is is a waste of your time. That one, when I read it, when I in preparation for this podcast, I was like, wow. Everything that I felt and everything that I did when I was in a toxic relationship is listed right there. I chased it, run after it, talking myself into staying, reminding the value fighting alone for the both of us testing it none of that was love and that is um, so true in every every aspect every every relationship okay the next one oops that's the same one when love is madness it's not love And when, when, if I hear one thing from people, whether it's in the support groups, um, in the local groups that meet from clients on the phone, if I hear one thing, I hear people go, everything in my life is chaos and I am starting to feel crazy. Okay. If everything in your life is chaos and madness and you're starting to feel crazy, that's not love. If it's not forever, it's not love. Needy, clingy is not love. Jealousy is not love. Obsession is not love. If you are experiencing any of these feelings, it's not love. And I think this particular one can be looked at from both sides. If you are being needy and clingy, be careful. If you feel yourself being jealous, be careful. If you are obsessing, be careful. Okay. If the other person to you is feeling needy and clingy, be careful. If they're jealous, be careful. If they're obsessing, be careful. And this is something that I um, I talk about my triggers sometimes on here. the The clinging and the neediness is a trigger that I have to I have to fight um at least twice a year and i don't know if it's the insecurity that pops up in me if uh my husband and i aren't spending enough time together or if he's just his brain is occupied with something else or he's been hunting for 4 months but i all of a sudden will feel myself getting clingy and i will i will say to him do you need me to do anything what can i do for you today you know my husband is very very capable of taking care of himself, right? He doesn't need me to wait on him. But when I notice I'm feeling insecure, I turn into the needy clingy one. And the thing about my husband is he will he identifies it and he'll say, can you just call your girlfriends and go out or something? In a nice way, he says that. But the neediness and clinginess in me doesn't really want to do that because I already feel like I need his attention. And he is 100% right every time I go out my with my girlfriends and it fixes everything. Because it's a little insecurity in me that makes me feel like I need more of his attention when I don't. He loves me no matter what. And he's there no matter what. So just because we're a little bit distant, it's totally okay. And he continually reminds me of that. So the needy and clinginess on either side is probably a sign that there there's something that needs to change. Everyone says love hurts, but that is not true. Loneliness hurts. Rejection hurts. Losing someone hurts. Envy hurts. Everyone gets these things confused with love. But in reality, love is the only thing in this world that covers up all pain and makes someone feel wonderful again. Love is the only thing in this world that doesn't hurt. And that, I will tell you, is 100% true. I don't have um, the feeling that I'm in danger in the relationship that I am in now. I felt like I was in danger a lot in, in previous relationships and in previous friendships. And I felt like I was hurt. And then I would go into protection mode and try and keep myself safe. Okay, when in reality, we're allowed to go, I don't need this relationship for what it is because if it's making me hurt, it's not love. But because there's so much cloudiness about what love is, we talk ourselves into allowing something to feel and be love when it's not. If it isn't love, then why do I feel this way? Why do they stay on my mind? If it isn't love, why does it hurt so bad? Why does it make me feel sad inside? Okay, you guys all know the answers to this. Because toxic people feel better when other people are struggling. So they're going to continually make you feel like you need to do more to prove your love to them. And you will do more all the way to exhaustion. If they say they love you but consistently do things that hurt you, it is not love. Always trust action over words. Repeated mistakes aren't accidents. That's their behavior. And and we know because we've talked about it, they can say anything they want. And they know that if you're paying attention, you're going to cling to those words. So when something is upsetting in a relationship, they figure out what you want to hear. And that's exactly what they say. That's not love. If it's destroying you, then it's not love, my dear. If it's not making you better, it isn't love. True love makes you more of who you are, not less. If you're giving your all to someone and it's not enough, you're giving your all to the wrong person. Okay, I'm just searching. You know it takes me a minute. If something about it feels bad, then it's not love. Some of them are repeating here. If it's it's not love, that one doesn't make sense. I think that's a typo. If love does not know how to give and take without restrictions, it is not love but a transaction that never fails to lay stress upon a plus and a minus. If it is conditional, it is not love. That one, I believe, is one of the strongest ones for me because I always felt like love was taken away if. If you didn't do this or if you didn't act right or if you missed the goalpost or if something, you know, you messed up or you made a mistake, then love was taken away. Love is unconditional. Right? Um, You cannot force someone to see that you're a blessing. You just got to let them miss out. I love that. This is the first time I saw this one. You can't force someone to see that you're a blessing. You just got to let them miss out. Because the people who see that you're a blessing are out there. We just have to give our attention to those people. So those are a few things that love is not. And um, not trusting is not loving, okay? If you can't trust them, it's not love. Love and trust go hand in hand. And um, that is one thing that, you know, when you're in a toxic relationship and you feel uncomfortable, a lot of times it's because of the mistrust, and once you find somebody that you trust and that trusts you back, trust is respect, right? It takes years to build trust. It takes one second to, to mess that up and it will take years again to rebuild it. So if you don't trust, you may want to look because it's probably not the one for you. When we manage to love without expectations, calculations, or negotiations, we are indeed in heaven. And that is what unconditional love is without expectations, calculations, or negotiations. That is what love is. So now I want to go back to, um, wait, I want to read this one here quick. Unconditionally supporting someone we love and not trying to help them do better is not love. It is selfishly putting our fear of rejection above the best interests of the person we claim to love. Um, uh, but now, back to the um scripture that my father sent me, and again, I'm not pushing religion on anybody, but when I reread this, um, it we just talked a little bit about what love is not, love is not sad, love is not hopeless, love is not keep trying harder and harder. Love is not, I'll love you if. Love is not, fix this, fix that, wait on me, pay attention. Love is not, let me destroy your holidays. Love is not, um, you stay here while I go see who I want. Love is not, um, putting conditions on who you are and what you are. But I want to talk a little bit about what love is. And when I was reading this yesterday, I was putting different relationships up against this. This is a guidebook. Okay, and just like I just read all of those memes off of, off of Google, I'm just reading this the exact same. If you are wondering if it's love or not, regardless of where these quotes come from, listen to this. Love is patient. Okay, if it's not patient, it might not be love. Okay, love is kind. That is my new favorite um, saying. Love is kind. If it's not kind, it's something else. So if you feel like you're being treated unkind, you know, don't convince yourself that's okay. It does not envy. How many have been in toxic relationships where the jealousy and the envy is off the charts? No more friends. You can't do anything socially. You can't speak to your family. You can't have a hobby that gives more attention because the envy of your attention is through the roof. Love does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Love is not self-centered. It is not about one person getting everything they need and the other person giving it. Love is not easily angered. Many times in toxic relationships when people feel like they're losing control, they are very quick to anger. Love is not easily angered, and it keeps no records of wrongs. That is part of unconditional love. Love keeps no records of wrongs. It is about forgiveness and acceptance of who you are by the person who loves you for who you are. Love does not delight in evil, okay? Love does what is good, and love grows in good. Love grows in health. Love does not grow in deceit and lies and denials and mistreatment. It rejoices in the truth, meaning it wants more of the healthy. If somebody is really in love and somebody loves you unconditionally, you don't want that to change. You're going to rejoice in the fact and be happy in the fact and grow in the fact that there's trust and that there's truth. And here's this is my favorite part. Love will always protect you. Love will always trust you. Love always has hope and it always perseveres through hard times. Love itself never fails. So when I was reading this and I was thinking about this is a checklist of what love is. Some of the stuff I read before is a checklist of what love isn't. And I know That one of the hardest things for me in leaving and removing myself from certain relationships in my life was me continually questioning if I had my perspective of love wrong. And, and, you know, when people come to me and they want me to help them and they hire me as a private client, they want a checklist. I don't know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it because I've tried everything and it hasn't worked. So here you go. If you've been questioning the love and the the commitment to love in your life, I just gave you two checklists. And whether it's right or wrong, it may be able to shed a little bit of light on some questions that you've been having. Love is patient. Love is kind. If it's not those, it's something else. It is not jealous. It is not proud. It does not get angry easily. It doesn't keep track of what you've done wrong. It does not grow in bad choices. It does not grow in mistreatment. Love grows in truth, trust, honesty. It will always protect you no matter what. Even when you're fighting, somebody who loves you will make sure you're okay. It's not that the perfect relationship doesn't fight. Now, I believe that I have a very good relationship with the man that I'm married to now, but I would like to say it's perfect, but it's not. We have disagreements, but I will promise you that during the disagreements, we make sure the other one's okay. And we try to watch what comes out of our mouth because you cannot take that back. It always trusts. If you feel like you don't trust, trust and love go hand in hand. It always has hope. If you are in a relationship that you're feeling hopeless, let's double check because there should be hope in a relationship. It always perseveres, meaning it's Love will always continue to try. It won't give up. It won't walk out. Love never fails. Right? And so this is, again, just a checklist of what love is and what isn't. And the only reason I'm doing that is I know there are so many of you out there that are listening to this podcast that one day feel like you're loved and the next day feel like you are not. So to keep it in perspective... Put the relationship up against some solid facts so you can clear your mind and you can see for what it really is. So for those of you who did not have a great Valentine's Day, it's okay. It's totally okay. It's just a day. It is just a day. And it's a day that has been blown completely out of proportion. Start applying the things that I talked about as far as love To loving yourself. Love yourself kinder. You know, be be more patient with yourself. Do not be rude to yourself. Don't keep track of everything you've done wrong. Protect yourself. Trust yourself and persevere to find yourself. Loving yourself at the same degree you want to love somebody else is what is going to attract the good people into your life. It starts with loving yourself.
0: Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at Coaching with Dr. Heidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.